0: Lori invites a co worker to the park for an early morning meetup. Then she shares her past experiences with Derek and they decide to try a local sex party that is a bit more than they expected. But when they find a club they like, Lori ends up leaving her mark on the walls and couch of the group room. back at the sex apartment with Lori and Derek.
1: Back again, guys, thanks for coming.
0: Absolutely. Oh, thanks for gratis. having us. Hi yeah. again. Yeah.
1: When you guys were here last, we dug very deep into an amazing friendship group that turned into a swingers group that is a path to this that I've never heard before. So I'm incredibly intrigued by it. And Derek, you have your whole Rocky Horror Picture Show group and just both of you get your path into this is amazing, but yet that was separate Now you guys are together. What was the process that got you guys, A, together, and then B, to discover that, yes, we both have these experiences and want to be in the lifestyle?
2: The initial meet was that we worked at the same company. There were some issues with a file that I had modified. I'd done a filter on an Excel file. I had to save it in order to get my print to happen. Somebody, to be unnamed, had a... uh, An issue with with that file being filtered and saved. They they felt that they had lost a a lot of work. I approached to try and help resolve the situation. Probably didn't handle it the best because once I realized it was a filter problem, I just kind of started chuckling. No,
3: you did not handle it very well.
2: (laughs) I was laughing. She was not. I was not. So we've resolved the situation, but uh, leaving that situation, I'm, I'm pretty sure she hated my guts and <laughs> thought I was the worst male to ever walk the planet.
3: But you found that rather sexy, didn't
2: you? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I it would yeah. be a I've, challenge, I've, I bet. I have always wanted to be beaten. <laughs> yeah, then she uh, eventually transferred into my department and started working for me. Knowing that she was there, I was trying to work through a lot of the, the difficulties we had with the original the file. I was not her greatest person on earth, and, and she was not my biggest fan. <laughs> Spent a lot of time just trying to repair that, do those things.
1: Now, how long after the Cornfield Alley experiences are we talking here?
2: Probably about 10 years after her Cornfield Alley experience. It was 20 years after Rocky Horror Picture Show experiences for me. Been living a pretty vanilla life. I was going to say, so point.
1: So you move out of the madhouse and just live a standard life at that point and
2: Yeah, standard lives with some infidelities, but... <laughs> You know, I have always had that that big sexual charge, right? I've I've always enjoyed that. It's great to have filet mignon every night. You, you like a hamburger every now and then, so fair enough. Some of my jobs allowed for some of that to happen. So I haven't been the most loyal of partners. Trying to live the vanilla life. Of, well, my past comes a lot into this, but trying to live the vanilla life as much as I could for twenty some years, and then met her and.
3: I appreciate you being honest about that. So basically one day I gave in. He was so persistent and I gave in.
2: There was 6 months of me. And it started with just trying to repair. Then it went to the lunchroom and we would hang out at lunch and she would tell me about a boyfriend or whatever. I would give her the male insight. She would say, oh my God, he just did this. And I go, "Hmm." I'm very much into psychology and understanding the motives of people. So I would explain to her, you understand why he's doing this, right? Well, it's because of that. No, this is the big scheme that, that is going on. This is where he's headed. You see it as this. But this is the direction this is going. And it took the first couple times of her having to experience that and understand that I gave her the story before it happened. But it was like, no, no, I don't see that. I don't see that. And then that would actually happen. And she'd be like, how the hell did you know? I'm "I'm, I'm a guy. I know how guys (laughs) think. I was rather popular in high school. I had a lot of female friends. None of us were sleeping together. I was in the friend zone with every woman I ever knew. I would give them the male perspective. And so it was kind of the same with her.
3: One day, I basically just gave in, very persistent. So I pretended to drop something on the floor, and he's walking by, and I said, Can you help me with this? So we go underneath my desk to pick up whatever I dropped or broke. And I said, Meet me at 9 a.m. at such-and-such such park. He's like, what? I said, you heard me. <laughs> and he's got this silly grin, cheapest grin, and he walks away.
2: I was Like, seriously? I've been watching this girl walk <laughs> in front of me forever because she has this gorgeous walk.
3: So, yeah, that went from there. We met at the park, and I'm just going to... I
2: was late. Why were you late? So, me being forward-thinking... There were rumors that went around that she enjoyed the sexual pleasures anyways. (laughs) And after many of the conversations I had had with her, she enjoyed the sexual side of things. At the time, one of our mutual friends just kept looking at us going, why don't you guys just hook up?
0: Why don't
2: you guys just screw and get it over with? In the background, that same friend is talking to her on the phone going, you just need to go have him beat it up and be done with it. That's literally what she said. So
3: why were you late?
2: So me thinking this, I needed to prepare. She has allergies. She's sensitive to a lot of things. So I wanted to stop at Target and make sure I had hypoallergenic condoms just in (laughs) case this park visit progressed a little bit further than a park visit.
3: Did you realize it was 9 a.m. in a public park?
2: We've had sex at noon.
3: (laughs) I was rather not pleased that you were late.
2: I was like seven minutes late. She was so unpleased that I stepped out of my truck and she tackled me with a big kiss.
0: I did.
3: (laughs) I did. So basically from there, we started talking about our sexual experiences and we loved to talk about it. It didn't matter whether it was about another partner who he did this better, she did this better, whatever. I was discussing how... I used to do the swinging thing, and again, we did not have a name applied to what we were doing. But we just talked about my experiences, and he talked a little bit about his frat house type thing. We just kind of looked and kind of what I'd like to try
2: this. It started out innocently, right? We
3: decided one time that we were going to, yeah, yeah. yeah. We decided that we were going to try things. The experience the experience so this
2: is what i love about these is watching (laughs) watching you guys get that (laughs) oh my god i remember and yeah because i'm a very visual person so i like details and stories and i can kind of paint that picture in my head right and as we were talking about her experiences through the camping group kind of triggered me you know i thought that the sex that night was pretty darn good but then the discussions kind of started hey would you be interested in trying this out and then it was the joking Hey, we ought to go to a swim club, club. There was a lot of like, oh, whatever, whatever.
3: <laughs> There's a lot of internet searches. Yeah. Google was very helpful in putting a name to what I was doing and what he's done. Right, I had no clue what swinging was. Didn't know really that it was a thing, except for what I heard back in the seventies. You know, you would throw your car keys in a bowl, fish bowl, and.
2: Still haven't got to do that yet. Yeah. Really want to try that. Yeah, we need to organize that party. (laughs) But yeah, so a lot of internet searches. And then it was one weekend, I'm staying at her house. And I'm like, hey, we're going to go to this club. I had found this small little club. We didn't want to do anything huge, Uh, there is a large club in our area maybe 45 minutes south of us, but I wanted to find something smaller. Like, okay, I'm not going to dive into the deep end of the pool. Let's go to the shallow end first. And we showed up at this club and that in its own was a very unique experience. It was a a house down a dark lane. They had taken a semi-trailer, like overseas shipping container and attached it to the side of the house and converted that into eight different rooms. Wow. Playrooms. One of them was actually like a huge walk-in shower. So that portion of it was awesome. The design of it and everything was really good. The clientele was...
3: Not what we particularly care for. It's not what we... It was, for. <laughs> it, was
2: <varied. laughs> it was varied. It was varied. It was varied. It was more of a house party. So for the the first experience, it was kind of more of a house party. A lot of people kind of knew each other.
3: So when we walked in the door, the first thing we noticed is everybody's naked.
2: Yeah. It was that house party. <laughs>
3: it was,
2: and it was, it was the one. So you have other podcasts where people say, Oh, my first experience at a club, I thought it was going to be just like naked people walking around. Yeah. We were at that. Is, right? this, that, this was, it.
0: that was
3: the one. <laughs> this is that, the one. That
2: was the club we went to.
3: And, and I was kind of scared because I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's naked people everywhere. And they have their junk and little apparatus. Yes. And I mean, there's nipple rings, there's
2: nipple clamps running two click clamps. Oh there's... yeah.
3: there's things I've never, ever seen in my life. So yes, that's what we did. We yeah. jumped into the one that everybody feared.
2: Yeah, we, we <laughs> thought it was going to be the, uh, the easy one. But what was crazy about it is you have all of that happening, right? Everybody's naked. There's all of the accoutrements that people are using. But in the background, they're playing Magic the Card Game
0: <laughs> at a
2: table behind us because it was game night. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a really so. We
3: weird went into experience. the main room and we kind of kicked it off with another couple. I found that he was rather pushy, but I didn't know how to say no. We did not discuss our guidelines. We did not discuss on what words or how we were going to say, no, this is not, this is not cool. We're not going to do this. I don't feel comfortable. We never had that conversation before going in. Didn't realize that we had to. So we went into this playroom with this couple. He was all about having sex with me. And um, how was your experience with her?
2: She was non-receptive. She did a little bit of kissing, a little bit of touching. I'm a very oral person. She waved that off quickly. I don't like that okay so how about this she's like i don't do that
3: she doesn't do women either
2: she doesn't do girls doesn't do this doesn't so at that point i think she was already doing oral on him he may have played with her a little bit she hadn't started intercourse yet and when this girl just kept waving off and waving off and waving off it became very apparent that she doesn't want it she's strictly there for him
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
2: he's he's there to have fun and i just do it because well you have to so we uh exited the situation which for beginners i, was I feel say, really good that about good that we were able to say you know what uh uh-uh. uh yeah this is over we ended up exiting that situation we ended up playing that night in a room so we stayed and so played with it and talked through it the next day
3: we did and but when as we were talking it kind of left a sour Taste in my yeah. mouth, at least me, because it wasn't a real good experience. And so, what do you do from here? Do you continue? Do you try again or do we need to stop? And so, I think some time went by and we're like, let's try a different avenue, found another club.
2: Uh, we had our discussions, right? The identifiers. Uh, this is something one of the big takeaways we have from that single event is that every time we go to a club or we're in an experience, that next day, we probably spend three, four, or five hours just talking through that experience. What was good? What was bad? What would you change? What are the steps that we need to take? This was kind of a bad experience. Okay, so what can we do to mitigate that in the future? And what did you learn from that experience? What was the discussion there that? I think the big discussion there was putting together a plan. That plan, right? Understanding, you know, it was gone pretty well. But being able to identify that you know, she wasn't overly involved, it was more those two. That discussion of, yeah, let's go play. I guess it's, talking through how do you know when, it, when it's good and when it's not. Stepping what, out, how do you step out?
3: Exactly. And we, at still at this point, we still don't have our exit word. The look you know, um, that kind of thing. It did bring up some things that we never thought about. What happens if we're not comfortable? What if we don't like one of the people in that couple situation? Maybe I like him, she doesn't like her. You know, how do we get out of those situations for the next time?
2: So you do have an exit word now? Uh, We don't actually have an exit word. I think the biggest thing is, is we always check. So like in that first experience, Lori and this other gentleman were hitting it off really good. His wife seemed like it was okay. And it came down to, he asked, Hey, would you like to go get a room? I am kind of the voyeurist. I like to sit back and watch. I like to get involved. I like to be in control of whether I'm involved or not. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. Let's go do this. So when we get into the room, we just kind of went with the flow. It was bad experience, but coming out of that now it's, we really check with one another. Hey, I was thinking about maybe getting a room with this people. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Let's do that. Right. Or I kind of feel uncomfortable with that. I think in that moment, it was kind of a, hey, you want to get a room? And we're like, sure, let's get a room. Seems to be going well. Instead of, hey, you want to get a room? And then kind of checking with your partner going, are you cool with us getting a room? How do you think this is going? Are you going to be standing in the corner holding yourself? Or is this really a couple couple experience? So.
3: So something that you just asked is, do we have that safe word yet or exit word? We have not come up with that word per se, but I will squeeze his hand really tightly. That means we need to go. Something needs to stop. It's not cool.
2: Time to leave. I just give her that dumbfounded look like, seriously, (laughs) seriously, but yeah. We don't necessarily have the exit word. We've, it's more of that check-in is but where we I mean that,
1: that I would count that as an exit word, just yeah, a, a way to communicate to each other that, hey, this isn't what I'm looking for. I'm not comfortable here. Let's pull out.
3: Yes, correct. And
1: I, that's, that's good. So you have your first experience at this club. Not ideal. You continue to search, decide more mainstream is the way to go. You head to this new club.
2: Yes. We head to a club hours and hours away from where we live. <laughs> that was a much better experience, I guess. A lot of anxiety. Once we got there, I was down a dark alley by an old abandoned river in in an industrial zone. A little scary getting there. We've got to knock three times on the back door so the guy can tell you to run down the alley to go to the (laughs) store. got in got the tour it was not the all naked experience uh, the people were wearing <laughs> a little clothes. more comfortable the first time there were clothes yeah. on
3: these people there were
2: clothes uh we actually got a tour the original one it was just you kind of walked in and fend for yourself find <laughs> a cooler i guess but yeah got the tour couple who gave us the tour the gentleman was actually really freaking kind of hot that he was i'm not into guys but he was pretty hot <laughs> i was like oh yeah yeah, I can see where this is going. Did the tour Sat at the bar? I think yeah. we walked around for a little yes, bit. Yes,
3: because you are the newbie situation, right? Yep. You don't know what to do. You don't know anybody. You feel like you're like a fish out of the water. And so we kind of found a little corner at the bar. And while we were standing there, there was another couple that just, hey, will not you come over here and, and sit with us?
2: They were saving us. There, was, there, a- there was another couple trying to engage with us. And that other couple kind of turned around and they turned around and said, get over here.
3: (laughs) They did. So they took us underneath their wing and they were very kind to us. And so a friendship started from there with that couple. But from that meeting at the bar, we went into the couple's room.
2: We love the couple's room.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say this. How much do you remember of the couple's room?
2: So with the anxiety of coming to a a larger club, (laughs) I made the poor decision of bringing bourbon as my drink of, of the evening. And yeah, I remember bits and pieces of the couple's room. I know it got fairly wild in the couple's room that night.
3: I Um, had fun in there.
2: I do remember a lot of the fun she had. I forget some of the fun that I had. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So when you say you had a lot of fun. Oh, it was very engaging. There is a
3: lot of oral play, that kind of thing. And I don't believe that we there was any
2: intercourse. No, it was a soft. Yeah. Soft swap yeah, experience, it but it was very involved. My lady over here likes to squirt, so.
3: <laughs> you have the saying sex was so good you're climbing the walls.
2: Yeah, she was literally climbing the walls so in this club they had a wraparound couch right in the back of the couch against the wall she was literally standing on the back of the couch sitting on this gentleman's face and holding onto the wall and riding his face the entire time it was a feat to be seen
3: i'm sure there's still marks on that couch
2: oh yeah on the couch and probably in the wall wall. itself claw marks everywhere so yeah and ever since then it's like the couple's rooms kind of are Yeah, we
3: really like the
2: couples room. Really like the couples room?
3: I'm very voyeuristic. I haven't seen that side in you. No.
2: I I see you always instigating the pile.
3: Oh, maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) More exhibitionist than maybe. Maybe
2: yeah yeah but in a room where you can watch as well yeah yes that was our first experience at the club that experience kind of really turned us around to being positive more for the lifestyle because it
3: was a different experience from that first time to the second time this is what we want to do we want to come back and do this so we continued to go back and had many great experiences there
2: like the second time we came back it was we had traded numbers with that couple that had kind of took us under their wing they'd been in it for years and they're for a minute you think well maybe we we're just fresh fish right we were they're walking in through the prison they're like fresh fish but yeah we we contacted them when we came back the next time they met us at the club again and they introduced us to a few more people we had that the meet and greets been, so yeah i think our third time back we did the the huge meet and greet with like 16 people in a meet and greet and that that turned a couple vanilla bars here in the community uh not so vanilla that evening
3: that's hard when you have 16 people going into a vanilla bar and everybody's drinking. And how do you remain vanilla? Yep. No. the other part of the bar realized that we weren't so vanilla. There was a lot of kissing and going back and forth. She was with this person. She, but she came in with this guy. Now she's over <laughs> with this guy. Oh, now
0: she's kissing her.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a fun experience. Yeah, it was.
0: Derek and Lori met while they were working together.
1: Office relationships. Yeah. Something both of us have a little experience with, I must say.
0: <laughs> yes. It's easy to have relationships with people you spend all day with.
1: I agree. And I think you and I may share different opinions as to whether or not inter-office swinging is an acceptable thing.
0: Yes, I believe we differ in our thoughts here.
1: I personally am fine with swinging with anybody. As my opinion is nobody ever walks away from a play experience with us going... Oh, that was awkward. I can't. Be, I can't be around them anymore. We are laid back and kind of go with what everybody is comfortable with at the time. Yeah. And kind of let them take the lead. So I think our playstyle allows for a safe entrance into that kind of thing.
0: So I wouldn't mind interoffice interactions in a swinging scenario when it's employee on the same level with employee on the same level, but. When you have the boss playing with the employees, I feel it starts to cross a little bit of a line and I think you're going to run into employees maybe feeling like they shouldn't say no, then it kind of gets into a really weird, am I putting my job in jeopardy if I'm not playing with the boss and the boss came on to me in a swinger situation And while, yes, our interactions with people are always very easygoing and I don't feel like anybody ever leaves unhappy or feeling awkward because we have played with friends that didn't turn awkward. It's just hard to put somebody in that situation when it's the boss and an employee versus just two employees on the same level where they're not fighting for anything.
1: And I agree with that. I think in the boss slash employee realm, I don't think the boss can make the hey, I'd really love it if you came and joined me and my wife.
0: Correct. Yeah, you couldn't put the invitation out.
1: But if you run into a coworker at a club or an employee at a club and they seem intrigued by the idea, then I don't see an issue with it. Now granted I don't see a lot of my employees showing up at a club without somebody going, hey, there's a club.
0: I would be really tiptoeing around that situation. That would just be navigating that and making sure that there is no boundary crossing that goes into the daily life and into the work space is very difficult.
1: What about an employee's spouse where the employee is shared with the boss's wife and the employee's wife is shared with the boss?
0: Hypothetically, that sounds a little bit better. <laughs> um, just really, really hard to navigate that because you, I mean, you have to really know these people. This couldn't be somebody that you just kind of know because at any point somebody can just come out with some sort of allegations against you or what you've been doing and it can come off looking really uh, bad.
1: I think it would definitely be dependent on the size <laughs> of the company. And well, all I was going to
0: say the size of the cock, but oh, I mean, what? <laughs>
1: That too, I guess.
0: <laughs> yes, the size of the company you were saying. Yes, company. The size of the company. The company.
1: I think smaller companies can get away with it. I think larger corporations, there's definitely that hierarchy that there could become a major issue where higher ups are encouraging their subordinates.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Hey, you'd never know unless you try. Yeah.
0: I, I get the feeling that the, this is something on a, a bucket list for you.
1: Not really. Okay. No, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm just, it's one of those, if Intriguing. it ever, if it ever popped up, yeah, I, I don't want it to be awkward. So yeah. it's one of those, Hey, we should talk about this in case somebody ever shows up at the club.
0: I mean, I know, I know we've talked about, the idea of some of female employees coming into your office and offering favors. But I think we talk about it in a fantasy type. Of, yeah, I, I, uh,
1: really, I really don't <laughs> see it happening. Well, I'd, I'd welcome it with open pants, arms. <laughs> Where's
0: the zipper sound?
1: <laughs> Speaking of unzipping, I don't see it happening, but... In that moment, what do you do?
0: I mean, yeah, I know we've had this where I'm like, what would you do if, you know, so-and-so came in your office? And and it's (laughs) like, I
1: I, I don't know what I'd do because I don't think that would ever happen, but.
0: (laughs) Jaw on the floor first, (laughs) pick that up. But but do I just play it
1: cool? Like, yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, yeah. Nessa's cool with it, and then is that going to be them going? Well, oh, wait, what? And then just the whole thing. <laughs> then they don't really want
0: to like, do it. Yeah. Never
1: mind. This was supposed to be.
0: You you mentioned Derek had glazed over infidelities when they talked about getting together, and I wanted to touch base on that because you brought it up here.
1: Now, when you say infidelities, you mean cheating pre lifestyle, or do you mean? The idea of cheating and whether cheating is possible in the lifestyle.
0: I think both. I think we have to touch on both because I think we know several couples who in previous relationships, they cheated quite a bit. And then now they're in relationships that are in the lifestyle and they find that the lifestyle works for them. So is the lifestyle a way to get what you need and be truthful with your partner and pretty much justify your cheating? Or is the lifestyle something that should not be replacing cheating?
1: When you just said that... Leading up to us unzipping this episode, my first initial thought was, we don't know that many couples that cheated in their past relationship. And now that you say it out loud, I started going down the list. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. Them. Oh, the- oh yeah. And you're right that in past relationships, a lot of people that we know were unfaithful with partners that were less sexually active than they were. Correct. Yeah. We don't see a lot of cheating inside the lifestyle.
0: And then at what point is it cheating if you are in such a relationship? I mean, where do where do the lines get drawn? And I, th- I think that's different for every couple. I mean, I don't think that and we can say. I think that say, has to
1: do with couples' rules. If right. couples are in a fully open relationship and it, hey, go ahead and have sex with whoever you want, whenever you want. You don't have to tell me or you don't have to say anything or warn me. Yeah. Then maybe, but I think just because you're a swinger doesn't mean you can have sex with anybody and then tell your partner later and go, Hey, oh yeah. Right. Unless that's your rule base.
0: Yeah. Unless that's your thing. Which
1: to be honest, I don't know of any of the couples that we hang out with that. That is their rule base.
0: Yeah, I think it's a slippery slope because it really can go both ways if you have a partner who's not finding the sexy part of the interaction to be the part that you share together in your relationship, and they find more fun in their swinging interactions than they do with their home life. But I also find that when done the right way between a couple, and that is... However, the couple sets it up to work Within for the them. Rule set. It really can be a, an amazing thing and open up really amazing experiences and create a sex life for both people in the relationship that is satisfying.
1: And it creates More reconnection moments.
0: Yeah. And more conversations. I mean, there's conversations we've had I don't think I would have ever dreamed of having in past relationships.
1: I agree. One other thing that I want to touch on when we did mention that we know a lot of couples that in past relationships were cheating. I can't think of any couples that we know of that are in the lifestyle because the partner cheated and they're like, well, this, this will solve that problem. Right. And we know a good number of couples. We, we tend to talk to everybody. And one of our first questions is how you got into the lifestyle. And I can't think of anybody that said, oh, well, he cheated on me and this was the best way to. Well, okay, I can think of one who may have said it on the podcast, but <laughs> I really don't see that as their dynamic. I think that was more just.
0: Their story. Yes. Yeah. And we have, we have run into maybe one or two couples I can think of that were newer to the lifestyle. And you could, as soon as you started talking to them, you could see that, well, maybe this wasn't the solve for cheating. This was definitely pushed by one of the two, you know, where maybe one wanted more sexual interactions with more people and the other one was just along for the ride, kind of appeasing. But as we've seen, those people tend to kind of fall out of the lifestyle rather quickly. because They either not- fall
1: out or they come and go where, yeah. okay, tonight we can go do what you're looking to do. It's not the friendships that we build and all the, the groups that we're part of. Right. But that goes back to there's no real wrong way to swing. Now- it's, Yeah that we do have the opportunity as people in the lifestyle to say, that's not a couple that we choose to play with. For us, we're more interested in couples that look to build the friendships.
0: Not only that, but just couples who are both equally there for the experience, not just, for example, you come across a guy who has convinced his girl to come along and, hey, let's try this out. Let's try this out. And he's just pushing his girlfriend in front of every couple he can to try to get her to him a lady you sense that you sense that when you're talking to the couple you sense that when you're talking to the girl she's not really in it you she's sense just it. sitting there
1: quietly yeah you know.
0: sense that when you're talking to the guy and he's really pushy and she's just not or one is really wasted typically the girl is like just drunk off her ass can't and even and that's where she'll typically let out the
1: he, he wants us to do this but i also find that that is typically the couple where that wife gets so wasted that she then runs off and does something, leaving the guy that wanted her to do something behind. Yeah. And he's left searching the club, trying to find her. Regretting She's in the every room and then she comes thing. out of the room and he, <laughs> what the hell happened? And then that's the last time you see that couple yeah. because, oh, maybe that's not what I wanted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I understand that there are so many dynamics and what works for one couple would not work for another couple. And and that's kind of the great part of swinging and all the different aspects of it and ways you can do it. And I agree, there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's the way that we do it and that works for us. And and we stick by what we know works for us. And when that doesn't work for us anymore, then, you know, we reevaluate, change, evolve and move forward. I do think that there is a link somewhat with some cheating and the lifestyle. I think that I don't, I'm not saying that that's a solve all or that's the way you fix your relationship if there's been cheating or if there's been infidelities. But I do think that there is something about matching up your sexual compatibilities with your partner and the lifestyle can improve some of that if you both have a high sex drive or you want to see things or experience things that might increase that sex drive.
1: So that's kind of the experience that Derek and Lori had their trip to that first everybody shows up naked club Yeah, where the husband was all in and the wife was like, well, I'm here, but I'm not here for that.
0: We see this often and it may not always be that the woman's not there for it, but it could be just nerves. It can be, there are so many reasons for it, but we hear this frequently and it's so sad that sometimes this is somebody's first experience because it can just leave a sour taste in your mouth for swinging for having the experiences. And sometimes if that is your first experience, you might shut the door on it and walk away and be like, Yeah, this isn't for us. And it's sad because they turned things around and they ended up enjoying the lifestyle. I mean, it's a
1: good thing that they said, Hey, let's try let's another time. Let's try 12.
0: something else.
1: I'm very big and as you know, I know. I always like being people's first experience. Yes. Because of the way that we play. Yeah. Where we sit back and say, Hey, Whatever you guys want to do, we have no expectations. If you guys just want to sit here and hang out and talk, great. If you guys want a full swap, you want a soft swap, you just want to sit there and play with yourselves while we watch. Whatever works for you guys and puts them in the driver's seat and they are unbelievably comfortable. I prefer that over the risk of a couple that could have had a great time in the lifestyle and could have been somebody fun coming in, having a really bad first experience with a pushy couple that's there just to get what they're looking for.
0: I feel there needs to be a healthy balance of this though. I very much enjoy newer couples. What I absolutely love about new couples is that every experience for them becomes so exciting and so fun that they bring that vibe to the whole experience and it's just great just that Um, level
1: of excitement for our first yeah it's
0: just it's so much fun they're having a great time and then when it's all over they're just beaming and excited and happy that they did a b and c or whatever happened and then they're talking about it just that vibe is so great and then you know There's also times when I like to play with maybe a more experienced couple who, you know, they're more about, we're not going to try this out. We're doing this and we're doing that. And
1: And don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy the experienced couple as well. I just like when I know there's a couple that hasn't played and they're looking for that first time. Yeah. I like to raise our hand and go, hey. We will, we'll help you. we will walk through this process <laughs> however quickly or slowly you would like yes. and whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. What amazed me in their first experience in that club was that he could tell things weren't going the way they envisioned it the first time. Yeah. Having never experienced that, they still knew, hey, this is something that we can just stop at any time.
0: That's fantastic. And unfortunately, some people don't have that experience and they don't stop it and it finishes. And that's when you walk away thinking that.
1: Nope, I'll never do this again. I'll never do
0: this again. That was so uncomfortable looking back with lots of regrets. Right.
1: But even honestly, even if you Get into that situation, you start something and you realize in that situation, "Mm, this is not what I want it to be. Yeah. You can always pull the plug and no one's going to tie you up and hold you down. It's okay, cool. We're going to, we'll stop here. We can do something else. We can just completely stop and we'll catch you some other time.
0: Yeah. And then we talked about having kind of an outward or a exit strategy that a couple has discussed beforehand on how to communicate to one another that they're not happy or they're not having a good time. And we find a lot of times with couples who are really close, they can almost automatically sense it in one another. They don't even have to have a word.
1: Which amazes me still that we don't have a word.
0: <laughs> we don't.
1: You and I both know each other. We, yeah. We've never been in that point where you're like, yeah, come on, come on. And I'm like, uh, babe, no, no. um, mm. <laughs> No, I have full faith that if any time I'm like, yeah, this one doesn't feel right, you will pull the cord immediately. Yeah. You know full well that unless you're 100% in, I'm not there.
0: Yeah. I think we do a pretty good job of communicating without words.
1: And, and I think it's pretty easy for me to tell when you're into something and when you're not. Yeah. If you well, are, I'm if, pretty hard my sleeves. So. <laughs> if you're engaged, you're there. And if you're not engaged and you don't want it, you're definitely not there. So it's tough to transition from talking in the hallway where one of us, me being is talking and you sitting there looking in every other direction going, okay, Mm -hmm. ready to move on. Ready to move on. And me go, all right, let's all go to a room. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's never happened and it won't. So
0: (laughs) how about Derek and Lori finding the couple's room? How great is that? uh,
1: It it is that fantastic experience room.
0: I did not like the idea of the couple's room. When I first stepped foot in the club and when I went in the couples room, it was not something I ever pictured myself doing. I enjoyed stepping in there to watch others, but I never pictured myself being on any of the beds in a play situation. After my ex- my first experience in the group room, I definitely find the group room very erotic. It's a great place to be. It's fun to interact with multiple other couples or just be on show for other people too. I mean, kind of the exhibitionist and the voyeur all in one.
1: My favorite part of the group room for us, we will be playing with a couple or two and that will wrap up. In that process, another couple or two has joined the room and I kind of glance at you and I see you watching them. Yeah. And I kind of give you that little tap, tap, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yes, you did. If you're in that right mood, you will kind of walk over and say, Hey guys, do you want some help? Boy, are they always welcome for that help. (laughs) You see a lot of people that go in that room specifically to watch, or they will sit down on the couch and they'll start engaging with each other. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it for the night they just sit there and they play with each other in front of other people. And that's their first step into the club. And they're like, Oh my God, can you believe you and I had sex in, in a room full of 20 other people that maybe they weren't all watching us? Maybe they were. We had that moment where we were having sex. There were other people in the room and that could be what does it for them that first night sure, sure and then the next time maybe they go back and they're talking to a couple that's sitting next to them and maybe there's a little touching here and there maybe it goes further maybe it's oh here let me let me touch you while you're having sex with them. or maybe there's that first time where you walk in and you're under six people having fun who knows <laughs> i
0: mean you never know anything can happen <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie.
1: We hope this brought you some midweek excitement.
0: If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience,
1: please call 844 4 Day and leave us a message.
0: Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.